said, I'm eating snacks. And then I said, I passed right back out after I texted you and fell asleep until five minutes ago. Yes, love that. So I'm having a bowl of Trader Trader Joe's Pirate's Booty for lunch. <laughs> um, I say that that is lunch of champions. Hang on, let me close the door because Ferris is vacuuming. So uh, my first tip for um, seasonal affective disorder is eat whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, can we talk about the fact that I have a fucking stand mixer? What? So Sherry, aka Mama LaFleur, um, asked what Ferris and I wanted for our birthdays. And I was like, I don't know, nothing. Like, I don't. I don't know what I want. Like <laughs> a year ago, I got a new liver. Like, I don't know. I don't, I genuinely have no idea. Um, mm-hmm. Then fast forward to me being like, actually <laughs> you work for Macy's. They sell the amazing stand mixers. I would KitchenAid, love one. Right? What? You got a KitchenAid? Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. Like the cool ass KitchenAid ones. Her name is Florence Rose. She is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that I would be obsessed with the white, like the classic, just nice, plain white. I really mm-hmm. love her. I've already cleaned her twice. Like she's amazing. I have used her to make meringues, like meringue cookies. Cause I can't eat like, like, unless I use the, um, aquafaba, which for those of you that don't watch great British baking show, that is, uh, the juice from, chickpeas oh yeah um so that's how you can make like vegan meringues um but you can eat eggs I can but I can't have them raw so like unless I'm cooking them I need to use vegan um meringue but I made these meringue cookies with um faux sugar yeah <laughs> that's how I am um mm-hmm. Also, there's a brand called like, this is so not paid ads. So like whatever, <laughs> but it's called Swerve and they sell it at my local new seasons, which is like the bougie, you know, like local version of Whole Foods. Cause Whole Foods is more evil than that, than the new seasons. You know, you got to pick, you got to fall on the sword on one side. So I picked the new season side. Uh, and it's this brand called Swerve. And it's like this really delicious sugar that when you like, put it in your mouth that like, it's very, it's like, it's not sweeter than sugar, but it like has this, I really love the aftertaste. (laughs) I don't really know how to describe it, but it's, it's definitely different. And if you eat too much of it, it really makes you feel like garbage. Um, the hard thing about it though, is that that sugar doesn't really dissolve like it's Mm -hmm. supposed to. So it's still like, so the meringues were a little like weird. Um, they're a little like crunchy and unusual. Uh, I mean, I think they taste like the texture is maybe very similar. I won't know until I make the meringues again. Cause I have only had like super professionally baked meringues before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we'll see, but I'm, I'm like super into it. And I made a chocolate peanut butter pie. Yum. Yeah. That's yeah. delicious. Yeah. That's and then awesome. I obnoxiously sent videos of it to my friend Dean who, is friend of the pod, uh, bestie for life, but also is very jealous. Not just that like we have a stand mixer, but like that I have one and he doesn't. (laughs) So should I tell you that we have two? (laughs) I love that. I think that's wonderful. I mean, here's the thing. I think that everyone should have like a stand mixer if you can have one, like they're fun. And they look really fancy. <laughs> they are pretty expensive, but um, they're, yeah, you can totally like scour Facebook um, marketplace oh, yeah. or um, sometimes find them on sale on mm-hmm. like uh, on like Hot Look or Rulala or like those flash oh, sale yeah. sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet Overstock might have them from time mm. to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Macy's had them on like super sale too. Like when I was looking at them, they were, so normally they're around like $500. Mm-hmm. I love that. We're like deep diving into stand mixers. Um, 
And you could totally get ones that are not KitchenAid, but honestly, the KitchenAid is like, they're legit and they're just really pretty. Um, yeah, yeah, they're very like chef's kiss all about it. JT and I both have chef kiss, chef kiss <laughs> over this. Um, I mean, we used an industrial one in the kitchen where I worked in New York. So it's, oh. it's, it's the bomb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. You know, you know that there's like a little portal and you can add like a pasta maker. Yeah. I, I'm wildly considering it. So we just, it just came with like a couple, like the, uh, I called it at first a knitting hook, but I know that it's a knitting. Oh, yeah. Like I said knitting and I was like, oh, that's not right. Um, but the best part was I sent that to Dean, who was very jealous and was like, this is why I should have one. And I giggled because I was like, I totally understand what I did, but also I'm so glad I did that <laughs> to him because it made him angry. Um, well, that's a really great present. And your birthday yeah. is next weekend. It is. Ferris is, is on Thursday and oh mine is. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're both like super close. They were born in 85. Um Oh. February 14th, 1984, baby. Now a lot of people could know how to steal my identity, but whatever. <laughs> oh, well, who you got a stand mixer. What do you need it for? Exactly. Right. Honestly, also, if you want to steal my identity, please do. Like I have so much school loan debt that I am wildly ignoring. Um, and nothing's happened yet. So yeah, whatever. Cool. Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So anything, is there anything happening in uh queer pop culture we need to discuss? Oh, Ellen or Elliot Page and his wife are divorcing. I don't know why it makes me giggle, but it does. All right. Well, cool. I don't know who his wife is. So uh, she's like a dancer. I don't find her that interesting, but <laughs> I like follow her. Her name's Emma Portner. I follow her on Instagram and like I've, I've found really cool choreographers through following her, but mm -hmm. I don't actually, I don't enjoy what she does very much. All right. Fair. Yeah. I don't really know why I don't like her. There's not a huge, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we know which side you're taking in the divorce. Honestly, neither one, because I also don't fully enjoy Elliot that much. <laughs> now we're in trouble. Now I know. List. I know. I'm like a terrible, I'm a horrible queer. I don't really like Case do that much, and I don't really enjoy Elliot Page that much. Like, I don't know. Do you like Fortune Foremeister? Don't know who that is. Oh my God. Wait, watch, what is it? Watch Fortune Foremeister. Watch Sweet and Salty on Netflix. You have to watch it. Oh, this person. Okay, yes, I do. They're stand-up and they're hilarious. I do enjoy this person. Yes. And they have a podcast too. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wait, they have been on podcasts that I listen to and I they're always very funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't Fortune play uh, the the coach on uh, Glee or no, maybe not. No, that's Jane Lynch, honey. No, 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 not that one. Um, the football coach that is trans. No, that's a different person. Oh, okay, never mind. Fortune's younger. I don't mm. think she's been old enough to play that person on Glee. Okay, that's fair. Well, like uh, kind of resembles, but not really, so. Kinda. Cool, cool, but not really. <laughs> cool cool um yeah so that happened and I also feel like that oh what but nothing in queer culture but I got a puppy and yes let's I talk it, and I had a really good first date so yeah puppy is so cute okay. um, her name is Vivian she is a mutt um she's from Kentucky a friend who I know from bike stuff in Chicago had a friend whose mom whose mom's country dog had a litter of puppies in Kentucky. Oh my God. And they don't know who the daddy is. They don't know how big she's going to be, but she's Perfect. adorable. She has blonde hair and blue eyes like me. Love it. And yeah, she's very cute. Adorable. Uh, everyone can follow her at Vivian the Evanston dog on Instagram. And um, she's the new love of my life. She's awesome. 
as she should she is pooping everywhere oh yeah i forgot about that with puppies yeah so we're we're working on training her but she's gonna go to puppy preschool in like three weeks that's what's happening over here (laughs) i love it i can't wait until you become that person that sends me photos of your puppies like certificates and like little videos of like proud proud queer parent like i'm puppy graduation yeah i'm so ready for all of that just so that you are aware like absolutely will die laughing at it for multiple reasons one because it's cute two because you became that queer and then three because why wouldn't I? <laughs> I mean, that is the queer that I aspire to be. I've aspired to this for four years is like the, the puppy parent who has the um, puppy carriage on the back of her bike and who carries the dog around in a, in a doggy Bjorn. Oh my That's God. Yeah. I'm ready for that. And I can't wait to see it with this puppy. Cause this puppy's kind of big, or at least looks really big, Yeah, like big for a puppy, you know, she, I think she's doubled in size in the last week. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, look, her paws are really big. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. What if she turns out to be like, like triple the size? Like what? Like, I mean, at least you're in a house, I guess. Yeah, I'm in a house. Do y'all have a yard? We have a little dog run on the side. Okay, cool. Um, We're on a corner, so we only have a front yard. We don't have a backyard. Mm-hmm. like a front and a side yard yeah that's I mean that's cool though mm-hmm. okay yeah and she's like she's great good she went to the puppy spa yesterday oh my god that is so I wish that Quinn could go to the puppy or like the dog spa but she mm-hmm. hates everything and everyone else and she's just getting worse as she gets older <laughs> so like you yeah no 100% like I mean she is nothing if not just like her mother um people used to joke that she is the outward expression of my inner turmoil and it's 100% true (laughs) however she has branched off a little bit like she's got like a little split personality thing because now she's really embraced the Ferris side of life of like heavy anxiety but also I feel like I have developed heavy anxiety as I've gotten older so Hmm. Must just be getting older. Who knows? Well, you know. Uh, I yeah, I realized yesterday that I've moved back to my hometown, adopted a puppy, and I'm giving it the life I never had. So, you know, one hundred percent what is happening. Honestly, it's so perfect. I really, really like it. I think uh it's I think it's great. It looks great on you. Totally obnoxious, by the way. What? Is the chewing totally obnoxious? No. Okay. No. Can you hear it? Not really. I think you're far enough away from the mic that it's not really picking it up. Also, I mean, whatever. ASMR for any of you listening that enjoy that, you know, here, here's your time. It's your time to shine. Is that what ASMR is? I don't even know. Now I can kind of hear it. Yeah, I leaned into the mic. Yeah, that's what ASMR is. It's like perfect. I don't know, weird sounds that people find relaxing that I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been a big... Like yeah. stirring paint or like chewing pudding or something. It's so fascinating to me. <laughs> should yeah. we dive in? Yeah, we should. So like speaking of anxiety and, you know, getting dogs and stuff, I feel like that's very apropos to where we're at in the year because we're coming up on a year of you know pandemic the pandemic um and I hate it (laughs) I'm really upset about it uh and I've said this before and I'm pretty sure I've said it here and I know you've heard heard me say this a lot but like I have a very different relationship to it. And I feel like I am sort of just now or like December, I think was kind of when it started, but I am kind of just settling into the hard of this. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think other folks are sort of, 
I don't know, maybe have a different relationship with it where they've been in the hard for a lot longer or like maybe coming out the other side of being like, all right, I'm settling into this. Like I'm maybe getting used to it. Whereas I'm like, not. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I've been dealing with, I mean, we went on severe lockdown in New York city. Yeah. March 12th. And so, so like, did, so did Portland. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause you guys were like the epicenter. Mm-hmm. Well, Portland. yeah, well it was us in Seattle because of all the uh, retirement homes, like, like group homes for older folks, like had a ton of breakouts. Um, and that was around the time that like the prison, like stuff in incarceration facilities happened too. But like, yeah, there have been huge, huge, really, really um, deadly breakouts that have happened in like homes for either folks that are just older or like old and ill and things like that. So yeah. That's hard. Yeah. So I've been, you know, I was really locked down. Like I was in my house and pretty much didn't leave unless I needed to go to like get groceries. Mm -hmm. And even then I was just like sometimes ordering them or ordering out because it felt scary. Yeah. I can remember like walking, walking like three blocks and it being like the first time I'd been outside in like three weeks. <laughs> like, oh, wow. And like, I think I'm probably just getting more used to it. I'm also more mobile because I have a car. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm just, I think for me, like the really, really hard part was being in Brooklyn away from everyone. And, you know, even though I'm not seeing my friends here, like I know they're here for some yeah. reason it feels like comforting. Love it. Also for me, like the online AA has been a lifesaver because mm-hmm. I've really, really, really connected to a lot of people through Zoom AA. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a daily meeting that I go to. That's my home group now. That yeah. Yeah in-person meeting before oh wow yeah I um have found this really fantastic uh group of folks online through like a what's called focus time mm-hmm. um I don't know if I've told you about it but it's a it's like a virtual coffee house kind mm-hmm. of thing where we do two hours mm-hmm. um And you just like start and say like, Hey, this is what I'm working on. Um, a lot of us check in because there are regulars that are just like always there ready to, you know, just like get down to business. Um, and it's fun to check in with folks and it has become like, it's, it's six days a week now, um, Monday through Saturday. And I love it. And I don't know what I do without it. It's called focus time, um, by a group called homo ground that has a podcast that is queer musicians um we've shared a couple of their things on instagram but i'll definitely uh link to them in the show notes for everybody because they're they're super wonderful and the person who founded it casper is the one that did focus time um and yeah it's just uh yeah it's become it's i feel like it's you know the similar thing to like the sentiments you're saying about the online AA meetings. It is just like, like, I love my partner. They're really great. We are, you know, not at each other's throats. Like luckily, like we have had a really good experience with all of this, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that focus time is really, I don't know what I'd be doing without it. I don't even know if my, you know, coaching and like, I don't think I'd be dancing. Like I, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up a file to like take notes and for some mm. reason everything is not working. It's also okay. Cause when I go through it, I've been writing things down as we say them. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, you're, so you're doing that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So focus time is good. Mm-hmm. I know there's also write this down, um, a, a Dharma group in Los Angeles that does like daily meditations. Mm-hmm. Really nice. It's like a queer Dharma, Dharma group that I joined. I think I meet up. Okay. Say. So that's been, I mean, I never went to it. <laughs> it sounds great. Love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else? What else are you doing for self-care? Um, so yeah, a lot of other things that I've been doing is, um, so 
I've also been like uh, trying to read more for some reason. I just like kind of checked out of, of like, I don't know, reading for some reason, like TV has really been like a big <laughs> part of, I don't know. I think my anxiety, like there's something very soothing about kind of watching like reruns of reality shows that I've already watched, like while I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I've been doing for self-care that I don't think immediately feels like self-care is kind of like trying to break some of the current habits that I have and like restart other ones that might be a little bit better for me and sort of figuring out like if that is in fact true. Um, so like I am trying to journal every day for one minute and then I want to increase that to like five minutes once I am consistent with like two weeks, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I think naturally I I'm journaling for a little longer, but yeah, it's, shit's really hard. (laughs) Yeah. I think that one of the keys for me about meditation and it's something that I go in and out of and I'm right Mm -hmm. now I'm out of it, but, um, when I am a daily meditator, like just doing it every day for even a tiny amount of time is really helpful. Um, so yeah, for me, like being really easy with myself and not having to have to be like a major production. That's like always how I, how I trip myself up and like decide that, well, fuck it. I'm not going to do it because it's so hard and there's so much stuff I have to do and I'm not never going to measure up and blah, blah. Yeah. 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 I think that that is super important is like finding your practice. And, and I think too, the other fun thing is like, is gently, you know, you definitely don't have to do anything. Like if all you can do is wake up and hydrate yourself during this shit, like I want to be clear, that's fully like, I think, you know, there are plenty of other people saying it. And so like, um, I, but I do think that finding something to do that might just be different is like a really good idea also. Right. So like if TV is your thing, like maybe finding a different kind of thing to watch. Like if you can't, you know, if you're just like, I'm just wallowing and I I'm going to stay here like this, like maybe find one different thing to watch. So something that's like new or like a different genre. If you never watch reality, like maybe try it. Um, I don't know. I just really love the good folks at Bravo. Bravo have some like solid. What are you, what are your favorite, um, Um, obviously the housewives I'm obsessed with them. I, the only one I don't, well, I don't watch salt Lake because that's not on the version of Hulu. Like I don't have Hulu live. Um, Mm. cause it's, I looked into it (laughs) cause I wanted to watch all of it, but it's like really expensive. Mm. Um, and then, uh, Jersey, those are the only like two that I don't really watch. Um, Dallas is super fun. They're not nearly as racist as you would expect, which is cool. I used to love Atlanta. Atlanta is definitely a good one to watch. Um, my personal favorite will always be New York because Bethany Frankel is just, again, chef's kiss. <laughs> she's, you know, she's problematic. She's rich and she, she's like a little, she like, she like takes a hard conservative turn sometimes that I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Like she can be a little slut shamey, but like also I enjoy her. Also this whole skinny girl thing with the skinny girl cocktails. (laughs) I love it. I like, I think that, I think that the, you know, the name skinny, like, cause she came out when also the skinny bitch diet book came out. And so like she hopped on the train and now she can't stop it. So like, I, I, I don't give a fuck. And also Honestly, the skinny girl cocktails are delicious. Yeah, they are. They taste really good. Yeah. Remember so, from when I used to drink. <laughs> and so like, yeah, I just kind of, um, and also like her, I've had her like dressings, like they sell them at just like our local grocery store. And I've definitely had some of her other stuff and it's actually like good. Um, right. So yeah, I think that just the, again, I'm rationalizing Bethany Frankel who will never thank me for this or anything, but um, but yeah, I like her. I follow her on Instagram too. Like, I think she's a lot of fun. Um, also, if skinny girl wants to underwrite our pod, that's cool. Honestly. Yes. Listen, Bethany, if you're listening, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, also Beverly Hills housewives are really fantastic. 
um, I enjoy them. I have found a new reality show again by the lovely folks over at Bravo called Below Deck. And it is about luxury yachts, Mm -hmm. not cruise lines, mind you, but yachts. So like people that pay like probably millions of dollars just for like three to four days. Mm-hmm. And then they tip like twenty thousand dollars, yep, or more. That's the crew, right? Yes, and it's crew. all about the crew, and I love it. The amount of drama, the amount of like straight folks hookups, like that. If if nothing else, that has shown me that straight folks are the ones that cannot control their sexual urges, like <laughs> flat out. Like there have been plenty of like gay folks and they identify as gay. So that's why I'm not saying queers, but like there have been a couple of gay folks on the boats that are like, yep, nope, I'm good. Like one of them was single and fully like when she arrived, had a crush on one of the other girls, but like that never came of anything. Like nothing was ever said. Whereas the other like folks that show up on the boat are always like, Ooh, they're cute. They're cute. Like whatever. And like, try to see if they, and I'm like, you live and work with the same, like you are literally never away from these people. <laughs> How do you think that that's a good idea? Mm. Um, but that's fun. I really, I enjoy, yeah. I can't explain my love of reality TV. I just, and, and like though, like Bravo is the one that I love. Like I don't really watch any others. And I, I think their formula is just like, I love it. Yeah. I, t- I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm totally hooked on the Bachelor Bachelor franchise. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, not just hooked like watching it, but like- oh, you're like, like fully hooked. Watching it live, live Facebooking, live tweeting, trying to get Tweet of the Week on a Will You Accept This Rose podcast with Arden Marine. I love and you. And reading um, the recap in Vulture. Um, the woman who writes it, her name is Allie Barthwell, and she is fucking, I'll spell it for you, A-L-I-B-A-R-T-H-W-E-L-L. She's fucking fantastic. Um, she calls all of, when, when it's The Bachelorette, she calls all the men contesticles. Oh my and God. When she, when it's The Bachelor, she calls them lady testants. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and it just goes from there. It's like pretty amazing. But they have the first black bachelorette right now. Yes. First black bachelor. Sorry. First black bachelorette was a couple years ago. But the first black bachelor. And it's lit, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm pretty into it. I I wish that I like there are times that I'm like, wow, I really wish that I found the bachelor fun or the bachelorette. But I will say, um, the other thing that <laughs> is adjacent to that, the TV show Unreal, it has like only so three good. seasons, I think. So good. So good. I don't remember if I've mentioned this, but um, the woman that created it used to work at Wyden and Kennedy mm-hmm. where Ferris works. Oh. Um, and like fully thought that somebody who was like the the executive producer of the show who like, uh, what's his face? Chip or I don't know, the douchey guy that's always after Quinn mm-hmm. um, is kind of based on. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> definitely thought that he, like, she fully thought that he was retaliating against her. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it was done by someone who worked on the bachelor. Yes. So it's like for real. Yeah. And like lifetime was very like, how close to reality is this? So like the second and third season are a little more based in fiction. Whereas the first season is like, like, she was like, well, I mean, this stuff has happened. And they were like, we cannot do like legally we could get in a lot of trouble. So yeah. Yeah. It's pretty so great. that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I'm eating, the, I'm eating all the cheddar powder now. I love it. I'm so obsessed with it. Um I also feel like so it as we're like you know talking about things to do to fight the sads and just you know the general I feel like anxiety of, you know, uncertain, I think before it was full uncertainty of like, when will this end? And now it's like uncertainty that we don't, it's still, when will this end? But it's a little more specific around like this vaccine and like, what is it going to do? I think there's plenty of people that are concerned about like how it will affect them (laughs) when they'll get it. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've heard about people that have, (laughs) Ferris told me there was an article about some 
person who was a soul cycle instructor and so listed herself as a teacher mm-hmm. which technically okay. isn't wrong yeah in new york and got the vaccine early and then posted about it on social media and everyone dragged the fuck out of this person yeah like ruined their lives and like legally there's not really anything anyone can do because weren't lying (laughs) um but yeah I think that there's a lot of stuff like that happening um yeah I actually got a little bit dragged because I got the first dose and um I through our school because I work for high school now right you know got a code and um the Chicago public schools are in person. They're like mm-hmm. supposed to be in person. And I think the teachers are striking. Yes. Well, I heard about someone that sat outside. Yeah. Hold on. Let me find out because. Uh, so yeah, I got a dose and one of my friends was like, oh, they reached a tentative deal 23 minutes ago. So, oh, wow. Um, Yeah. I got a little bit like, how did you get that? Who are you? What are you doing? What, you know, like, how did you get it? Um, I'm trying to get it for my mom and she's elderly and sick. Why did you get it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it's like, there's a lot of like the reason, I mean, the, the, the confusion over it and also the way that it's rolling out and the way that it's sort of unfair, but also like for me, I can go be in person and be in the school for someone who can't, you know, right. like can be an adult in the school, which they actually legally need to do. Mm-hmm. So like, I just got it when it was offered to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to post about the second dose though. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like that is, I feel like there's a lot there, right? Like who wouldn't do it when it's offered? I think that somebody I think that that is very different than you just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that there are differences there. Yeah, um, but I mean, I a, soul also, cycle, a soul cycle instructor, that's their livelihood. For sure. Get back in person because they've had the vaccine and yeah. you know, whatever, like, I don't know. I mean, who's to say? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that is 100% like, Oh, really? Like that is a huge, it makes me think of that episode on the office when they do the ethics seminar and like, (laughs) they're like, this is an ethics, this is an anti-theft like (laughs) lesson. And, and they're like, I'll give you an ethics question. Would you steal a loaf of bread to feed your family? Boom. (laughs) And like, you know, I, I really think that that is a huge thing. Like it's personal ethics and morals coming into question, but also this greater, this greater, like looming fact that, that our country is not taking care of people to the point where a soul cycle instructor and you like, and I think, I think you're right. I think that they're somewhat of the same thing where it's like, you got the opportunity to get it. And you were like, yes, of course. Like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. And it's a great, it's a gray area. Right. And, and even, I even feel that a little bit for me because like, sure, I'm immune compromised, but like, I am in no way at an immediate threat. Right. Of, you know, like, it's not like if I got the virus, we are 100% certain that I would be at full risk for death. Like my immune system is a little bit depleted because like on purpose, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and like, yeah, I just like it is, and I'm not necessarily at the age where people are fully at risk. Like, you know, there are plenty of people who actually are dealing with cancer or in the process of chemotherapy that are at a higher risk than me mm-hmm. and might be waiting still. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that I don't want that vaccine so that, like, I don't bring it into my house and infect my partner or that, like, you know, going, like, I'm the one that goes to the grocery store. Like, I'm just the one that does it because of Ferris's schedule and like how, how we function our lives. Right. And like, yeah, I mean, I would never get it. Like, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. And, and it's like the fact that the, the way that it's rolling out is so disorganized is tough. 
Yeah, it's just like the yeah, it's that greater question that it's you know, it's more about it's it's it reminds me a lot also of the like minimum wage fight where people are getting upset with folks, you know, people who work at McDonald's for making more than them and it's like First of all, that is a harder job than probably yours ever will be. I would never work at McDonald's and I would probably want to quit. Like I would never be able to do it. Right. But like you you have to get mad at the system. Like it's not their fault that they're making the same amount as you after going through all that, you know, whatever schooling you went through. Like go shake that up with your fucking boss. People are mad about. Uh, I mean, I think there are plenty of arguments, but I definitely have heard, I've heard people that like were friends of mine (laughs) that have said like, I hate that. Like I went to school and I have a ton of school debt and for someone who isn't in school, but doing fast food work, making that much money. And I'm like, that is first of all, that's a wrong reason to oppose a minimum wage. Such a wrong reason. Well, and there are also arguments that I didn't fully know about that uh, someone was saying like absolving school debt for like millennials, like someone who's like a, a Gen Xer was like, yeah, absolving school debt for millennials is garbage because I had to work hard to pay off my student loans. And it's like, yeah, but don't you want, don't you want like your kids or grandkids to like not have to do that? Like, like, wasn't that terrible for you? Yeah. Didn't that, didn't that keep you and hold you back from certain things in life and like actually paying for real life things? Like, don't you want other people? Like it's, it's like, it doesn't, yeah. It just like, it doesn't add up and it's not. Well, it's like the where's mine, you know? Yeah. And it's so, and I, even, I feel it when I hear about, I hear, when I hear about dismissing student loan, I feel that way. Yeah. A little bit. I'm always like, well, you know? Yeah. Yeah my uh you know I, I won't go into my personal financial situation but my student loans were definitely paid off and like there is a repercussion for me you know yeah yeah, yeah I think that's okay am I echoing no okay great I was echoing for me for a minute and I was like this is too much I hate that um <laughs> yeah I you know <gasps> And I think that Quinn, God damn it. <laughs> oh my gosh, little Vivian. For those of you that like, I mean, everyone can't see, but like Vivian <gasps> is in the shot now and it's the cutest thing. Here, take a screenshot. Okay. <gasps> she just, she wants to go so hard. Okay, got it. She's so cute. Um, Yeah, I think that there are, you know, and there's always tense conversations like this. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I feel like right now everything is so heightened. Um, and, and everything is so hard. Well, and it's because that, you know, government thinks that giving us $1,400 is going to somehow resolve people losing their houses. Like it's so ridiculous and out of the scale of what's actually happening. Sorry, right. the puppy's trying to shoot my computer cord. Hey, nope. Okay. Good times yeah. over here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good times everywhere, you know? Like it's so, uh, it's, it's, to me, it's a little, it's a little ridiculous. Cause I fully get that momentary reaction of, wait a minute, how come I didn't get my student debt relieved or like, yeah. why am I in this situation? Yeah. But like, but it's, good, you want people to like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's like, for me, it's one of those things where it's like, didn't we try trickle down economic economics and like, it is fully not working and it's fully destroyed everything that's happening right now. So what about gravity or like what about anti-gravity gravity is the wrong way <laughs> like things can trickle up and like that is how it actually works mm-hmm. because there are more people that have less than people that have more so right right just saying it's like yeah taking them taking them the dam to let the the wealth flow down right someone was someone there's i think it's a meme that there is that people shouldn't be able to be millionaires and yeah. that once they reach nine hundred ninety nine thousand dollars 
$999,999 that, or $999,999 that, oh, I can't do it. No, you're right. Cause it's that people shouldn't be able to be billionaires, I think. Okay. Yeah, that, that we just say you won capitalism and name a dog park after them and then they give <laughs> all their money away. That's really funny. And I agree. Like the fact that, you know, we, we see it all the time. The fact that Jeff Bezos could cure like literally world hunger and, and not really miss money. Like, like, yeah. yes, he wouldn't have the same amount, but like yeah. would never, like could never spend all of this money. Like could never. Right. It's yeah. ridiculous. And Bill Gates too. Like go fuck yourself. Bill and Melissa Gates are two of the, like, I really, really dislike folks that are like, well, they donate a lot and they do all these things. It's like, guess what? They're not doing everything that they can because they're still making more money. They are not wanting for anything. Like, yeah. I just, I, you know, not that I think that government should, or anyone should regulate what people can and can't purchase. But like, if you reach the amount of wealth that you can own a private jet, and use it like mm-hmm. no yeah but people could say that about a KitchenAid mixer fair and you know what if that was really the thing I whatever but also that is only $500 <laughs> do you feel attacked I'm sorry no, no I don't and I because I also you know I don't necessarily disagree but I do think that you know, thinking about the perspective of like, sure, what is that marker of wealth? Like, what is that purchase that sort of like puts you at that thing? To me, like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy money. I fully benefit from capitalism. Like I'm white, whatever, you know, I I would like to destroy it. I'd be down to destroy it, but I don't know how to do that. I would just join whoever said they could do it and convince (laughs) me that they could. But like, I feel like it's something closer to a private jet, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but maybe it's not, maybe it is the kitchen mixer. Like I, you know, I don't know. I really, really don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I, yeah. I mean, I'm comfortably middle-class at this point. So I mean, same. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, on my own, I'd be at the poverty line, but with my partner, I'm comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. I just happened to get a good salary this time. Which, yes, people deserve that, you know, like, yeah, yeah, things are hard. Um, I mean, and also I would like to, for a moment, just rant about uh, prednisone. Any of you listening that are also on prednisone, I see you, I feel you, I hope you're not going 100% crazy, but it sure is making me fucking crazy. (laughs) I hate it. Uh, I was talking to my doctor and she was like, so realistically, like how often do you feel like sad or crazy or like, like you can tell it's prednisone affecting you. And I was like two weeks out of the month, if I'm being fully honest. So like for two weeks out of the month, I feel unhappy and dissatisfied and like really, really like fully full of rage and it in that way right now is that why you pivoted to this topic no uh but last weekend ferris and i had like a huge fight Mm -hmm. so to any of you listening thinking that i have the perfect relationship that is 100 not true we fight all the time (laughs) sometimes it's good fighting this was not (laughs) yeah um and it's usually related to my menstrual cycle Mm mm-hmm but it was really bad. Uh, and like Ferris had to full out be like, you need to figure out this prednisone thing. Like it is no longer an okay thing for you to feel like this. Um, and you know, I'm simplifying it a little bit, but like it is a, because we fight and it, and I don't fight well. And then also because like it, they can see how terrible it makes me feel. Like I'm unmotivated. I don't really do a whole lot. Like it is, Mm -hmm. it's really rough. Um, And I have heard from others that prednisone has like different effects on people. Like someone else I knew didn't sleep for like two to three days at a time (laughs) when they were on it. Like it, it will, and also coming off of it makes people very, very um, 
like wacky. Like it really messes up how you function. Um, and it sucks. So my one for the jar this week, my, yeah, my, uh, my anti throwing glitter in the air, my vacuum, (laughs) my vacuuming up all the glitter is fucking prednisone. Amazing. Amazing. And also to any of you on meds that really mess you up, like that shit sucks. Be kind to yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, meds can be really rough. My one for the jar is Marjorie Taylor Green. I can't even with that dumb bitch. And I say that knowing that that's a problematic thing to say, but also fuck her. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad. I'm going to send you a McSweeney's article. That is great. Mm, Okay. (laughs) About her. Yeah, so if you don't know, this woman is one of the... uh, folks in Congress who helped incite the insurrection and riot on the Capitol in January. Um, She is still going off. She has been voted out of all the committees she's part of in Congress, which is amazing. That's so good. I don't know that that's ever happened in like my aware lifetime. I don't think so. Yeah, the article is called, it's short imagined monologues and it's the terrible things I have said and done my entire life and right up until a few, day, a few days ago do not represent me as a person. Wow. <laughs> and the quote that they have at the top is, I never said any of those things since I have been elected for Congress. Those were words of the past and these things do not represent me. Uh, Marjorie Taylor, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene addressing conspiracy theories and violence she has endorsed and promoted over and over again. I feel like we're going to see that more and more with the Trump people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think that there is a difference between noting what somebody said uh, like a couple years ago versus like months, weeks ago. Yeah. And also there is a huge difference between, you know, something like uh, that, like there are differences and it is a very fine, I think, moral line, right? Like, I, I, it is, I, it's like our millionaire, billionaire, like KitchenAid mixer, like question, right. Of like, where is that line? And I don't know where that is. I think it's also really similar to the idea of a lot of folks saying that like, we were too hard on Al Franken with his photos that surfaced. I disagree with that. I think we were too soft on his ass. Yeah, like yeah. I, I don't give a fuck that Democrats lost a seat. Like that was Al Franken's fault. Like fuck you, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but, but I do think that there is, and also I think it depends on when that shit surfaces, how you respond to it, mm. or how you've responded since that stuff has been there. Um, right. Someone I think is really terrible about it that some folks think is a great person. Um, personally, I think that Childish Gambino um, or Donald Glover, as a lot of folks know him now. Um, so he's a, he was a rapper or I think he still raps. Yeah, he does. Um, so Childish Gambino is a rapper and then also is known as the actor Donald Glover who's on Atlanta and was on Community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has uh, lots of lyrics. His, his lyrics are pretty bad, super misogynistic. Um, probably on a level of like Kanye and his homophobia. Um, yeah. And, and like, you know, the classic rapper of like Tupac, Snoop, Biggie, like that kind of misogynistic. Um, and also I love his, like, I love his music. I listen to it. I, I ignore, I, you know, I shelved my feminism for a minute, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which, you know, whatever. Um, but he has also tweeted and like said in interviews, some really misogynistic things in the past. Um, and he personally, it to me is really not, he doesn't handle it. Well, at this point, if people ask him about it, he gets up and walks out of an interview. Mm. He doesn't deal with it and say, you know what? I was younger. I didn't know better. And I know better now. And I know that those things were wrong. Mm he will just kind of try to sweep them under the rug and say, I'm not that person and like leave. And that to me is someone who won't deal with it. Um, You know, 
and and isn't learning from their own mistakes in my opinion and i think that's what marjorie taylor green is doing as well yeah with artists it's so and sometimes it's so hard to like separate the really excellent work from the person Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and like because this is america is just such a really moving masterpiece and so you know it feels hard to like separate those two things also the one that really hurts for me is woody allen it's just like he's such an ass he's so terrible you know he's a pedophile like all the things like just a horrible person and i love his movies i dislike his movies actually a lot Yeah, I think it's the younger I think it's like me being a younger generation like I you know how like Gen Zers see through a lot of shit that like millennials don't or like allow I think it's the same thing and you and I have said that before but I but like I think that's part of it too. It's also like it's my dad's sense of humor he's Mm -hmm. Jewish I grew up with Woody Allen like yeah you know like Mm -hmm. it's just it's really hard for me Annie Hall is one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. And probably if I rewatch it right now, I'll probably see all sorts of shit that's really problematic about it because yeah. that's been happening to me with everything. Sure. I, did, I don't know if I told you about It's a Wonderful Life. Like, Oh, that, yeah, that movie's bad. Like my favorite, favorite movie in the whole world. And like now I can't watch it because he's so problematic the whole way through. He's such a dick to everyone. Jimmy <laughs> like, Stewart, right? George Bailey, yeah. He's oh, George Bailey, yeah. He's a dick to everybody the whole way through and it's just like I watched it this year and I was like oh, he is toxic masculinity holy fuck that sucks yeah. yeah yeah so I I have a feeling if I rewatch them now although any Hall I just love it I don't care I mean you might still yeah I think you might still love it there there's plenty of things so I speaking of problematic things uh so removing the author which you can argue you shouldn't do or whatever, but I've been rewatching the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, which also, as you watch them, because here's the other thing. I think a lot of queer folks initially really like a lot of us and especially like my generation, because I was a little old for them, especially the first like two books when they first mm-hmm. came out, I was a little older. I was, I think I was like 18. Um, when they came out. And uh, so I was beyond that age, but as they started like getting darker and the kids started like, you know, they, they got older. Um, I was much more interested in them. Also, my mom forced me to go watch the first movie <laughs> when it came out. And I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. And so I started reading the books, but I do feel like a lot of queers kind of saw this like other story about queerness that I don't think they expected like JK Rowling to like, you know, no one expected her to say that like Dumbledore was gay and like, fuck off. We all saw through that, but like- That was really weird. That yeah. was a choice. It, yeah, <laughs> but it was this thing where uh, I think a lot of us saw um, the sort of like pure bloods, like muggle-born. There was like a lot of like racism and, and like stuff there. I feel like she has revealed that it is actually like the- like the flip, like the good folks are actually like the conservative, like the real, like, like the way that we saw the villain and the hero are actually like flipped in her mind. Oh, wow. So like our villain is like her hero, you know, if that makes sense. But, and I kind of see that more like watching it now, but also the relationship between Dumbledore and Harry is wildly abusive. Oh yeah, it is. And super like, like Stockholm-y of this like this like old guy that keeps just telling Harry like do this thing or like you're this you're that and Harry's just like yeah okay and it's like the toll that that takes on a young boy is you know or like all these young kids that are just like blindly following this moron yeah and like and just so many following this moron yeah (laughs) because I think Dumbledore is a dick like an asshole not a dick a total like yeah Dumbledore is garbage uh, like yeah and and the older that Harry gets the worse he gets and the more it's like huh 
I was just going to say, I actually hate what happens to Hermione. Like, I feel like she, she has a life wasted. Oh, I agree. Like, you know, she's like the smartest one of the whole bunch and like, is just so bright and cracking and could have like any career. And then she's just like fucking Ron's wife at the end. I know. Sick. Yeah, I know. I know. And I would have even accepted it if like Hermione had been Ron's wife and a total badass, but like, you don't even find out what she ended up doing. Yeah. But like my, uh, my biggest thing too, was like, it's just like this old guy using Harry because he's the catalyst to all this shit. And it's like, oh, is Dumbledore actually trying to bring this villain back to like redeem himself or like, or is he just trying to bring this man back because he wants to see what happens? Interesting. You know what I mean? Like there, there's little like notes of that, that I think would go over a lot of folks heads. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you rewatch certain things like that, you, you see through to this other narrative that I don't even think that that horrible person who is the author, you know, was like thinking about, it's just like, wow, if we're actually thinking about how abuse works and manipulation and things like that, it's like, what actually is the end game? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We really, like, we were just going to talk about sads and we really took a like fun turn. I like it. (laughs) We went all over the place. (laughs) Oh, that's what you get with uh, with me involved. J.K. Rowling problematic is a KitchenAid mixer problematic. Yeah, what is problematic. Yeah, like what is problematic? Everything, all the things. Amazing. Oh, I have a sponsor check in it too. Just yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's wrap our shit up. Do you have any glitter yeah, to throw in the air? We haven't done one in a while. Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to throw glitter in the air for my first date last night. Yes. I know you're not talking about them, but you and I will talk offline later. Yeah, no, I want to talk about her. Um, She's great. She's a mom. Um, She's also a development director. Um, So she does the same thing as me. And um, we've been friends since October. We went on a date in October and I friend zoned her um, because of some stuff that, that, you know, was going on in her life or still is. I remember this. (laughs) And um, we started going on weekly walks like about a month ago. And I realized I was starting to have feelings for her. Um, So I did what every queer would do and set her up with someone else. (laughs) That didn't happen. Um, She was supposed to go on a date on Friday and that person canceled. And then I was like, this is the time you have to say something because, you know, like she was really excited about the person that canceled the date. And like, I was like, you know, I had invited her over for dinner and I was going to talk to her then. But then when the person canceled, I was like, you can't risk her like finding someone else that she gets excited about on the apps. Yeah. Start date someone else. So I was brave. (laughs) And I told her I caught feelings and she was like, I don't know how to respond to this. You put me in a friend zone. Fair. Yeah. And she thought about it for a day and was like, I'm in. Oh my God. Yay. So last night I made her dinner and we just sat around and talked and it was just like lovely and adult and very very sweet and kind. Oh, I I love that. Yeah. And she's really sweet and and good and fun and like my age and all the things I want so yeah what my glitter is in the air for today a really lovely day I love it um really quickly my glitter in the air is for my artist residency that I'm going to this afternoon I'm very excited today yeah we leave today uh and yeah, I'm not ready at all. Not prepared. I haven't packed really. I packed a little bit. Um, but yeah, I Whoa. leave today. Are you going by yourself? No, Ferris and the dog are coming. Yay. I need Ferris to film things. Oh, okay. Like I have a, I definitely have my tripod and things, but I'm going to see if Ferris will help like actually like be, uh, you know, my camera crew. That's great. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for you. That'll Thank be really you. fun. Thank you. And it's my liver anniversary. My 
and liversary and liversary and liversary there it is it was so good that was a good dab joke i really liked it thank you thank you yeah all right cool we yeah. did it uh i'm honey lafleur honey lafleur pdx on instagram all the things who are you i'm jt newman i'm jt newman on instagram house of snack shy with for food and vivian the evanston dog for pictures of my puppy booyah we did it yay all right bye y'all we have a great 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 residency thank you i will she's dancing y'all can't see that but she's dancing I also got to pee. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.